Tim and Susan, and we love the Word, and we love living real. So we invite you to join us as we look at the Word this week and life this week. Hey, Susan. Hey, Tim. How's life? Um, it looks the same as last week. All right, so we're going to go straight to wrongs and strongs. <laughs> we have nothing. We have no content. Nothing has changed. The same thing. In we, fact, we've never left the kitchen countertop where we make it this. It does feel we, that we way. We made it last week, it and we just went ahead and way. stayed, ate some donuts, some pretzels. No, we didn't eat donuts. We don't have any donuts. We had some of those white little powder donuts oh, yeah, that yeah, are yeah, so yeah, really yeah. good. Those are really good. Quality in, we should, oh, we should have like a taste contest to rank those in order. But the ones from Walmart in the plastic bucket box the clear plastic bucket are really the best ones yeah they're, they're walmart I mean, there's like they're not they're not Sarah Tasty Lee. they're cake, not anybody they're little debbie there's bluebird something we just know like you think wow how does she know all those things because we have tried all the white powdered sugar donuts but the walmart ones are just really good see i thought that there was just this short list of things that i could eat without ever stopping oh um, yeah but it turns out that's a longer list than i thought like the um, pretzels the uh, the pretzels one of them is uh, the hint of lime. Oh yeah, Tostitos hint Tostito of lime chips. chips. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I could just eat those and forever. And we hadn't had those. I want to say we probably hadn't had them in a year. Oh, couple but of I years. saw them for the pickup Walmart pickup order, and I was like, I'm gonna buy a bag of those. You know what they go really well with? Uh, egg salad sandwich. Egg salad sandwiches. So salad it happened to be put like them inside we had the egg salad sandwich. A lot of egg salad. On the bread that we had a lot of bread and we had a lot of chips and so yeah. And the white powder donuts <laughs> is a good dessert or oh, breakfast. Just keep. I, mm. we I, there's no don't limitation have of that. No. Was well, because once I start eating, yeah. there's like no stop yeah. to them. No, we don't have any of those right now. So and I actually have a Walmart pickup order tomorrow. I scheduled this Walmart order. Um, Easter Sunday was Sunday, but I looked. Sunday afternoon, there was a time available. Walmart is now extending their days instead of only giving us two days at a time. They're extending our days four days. So I, on Sunday afternoon, I scheduled a Walmart pickup for the next available, which was Wednesday at 11. So tomorrow I get to go get some groceries picked up, which actually it works out really well. Now there's ice cream in the freezer. I know. And there's been an ice cream in the freezer for like three weeks. I know. So that's like the surprise. Yeah, that's one of our quarantine but it's not surprises. Really getting eaten though, because yeah. it's been there and it's like I like it, but yeah, I don't know why. That's not been the thing. Well, I didn't add any ice cream to this order, but now I'm thinking I should go back. I think I have till like midnight to change our order, so I should go back and add some white powder donuts there. I think you should. I think I should. All right. We don't have anything else new going on. <laughs> Are you watching anything on TV? Um, today, just today, I watched a movie. Mm, it's on Netflix, A Change in the Air. Netflix, that's something you stream? <laughs> yeah, Netflix. Um, a Change in the Air, I think it's called. I don't know. Somebody have to tell me if they've seen it or not. I found it really interesting. It's kind of slow. It's kind of like I like slow, really different movies. And it's not theologically accurate at all. So there's a disclaimer. I feel like last week we had to make a lot of disclaimers. And then this week going into the podcast, I was sure that like, okay, we're starting a podcast. But like, hey, we don't have to make any disclaimers this week. It's going to be all easy content. And now I just said... Here's a disclaimer, theologically not accurate, but I don't ever want anybody to think like, I believe it's all true because it was in a movie. I don't, but I, I enjoyed it. I don't necessarily know that you would enjoy it. I would like to hear if anybody else has watched this movie. Now, why do you think know. I wouldn't enjoy it? Um, Because it's a little bit 
slow, you would fall asleep before it was over. I know that. <laughs> um, and it's been on my to watch list for like, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks. It's been a while. And I just finally found today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch this movie. And that's, you, that's really rare for me. I don't usually do that unless it's an evening and you're gone for meetings a lot or something. But I, I just don't typically just sit there and watch a movie. But I did today. It was good. Um, I told Ashley she should watch it because I just think it's a movie that Ashley would like. And you think the name of the movie is? A Change in the Air? Okay. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. And if I'm not right, I'll just put it in the comments when I post this on Facebook so people okay. can know. But I would like to know if anybody has seen it and what their thoughts are about it. I would like to know that so they can reply in so, a Facebook message or on the podcast message or something. Over the weekend, I watched one of the most famous rounds of golf ever played. You did. You had your earbuds in, so I was not listening. It was uh, the 1986 Masters. Do you remember watching it at the time? I remember it happening. I don't know I mean, how much I watched it. We didn't even graduate high school at that point. So, like, you watched golf in high school? I remember Jack Nicholas was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when it came in the mail that week. Okay. Um, it was a really, really big deal. Okay. Uh, Jack w- won the tournament at the oh, beginning. Spoiler! Of, yeah. Now everybody who wanted to go back and watch the 1986 Masters is like, well, we don't have to do that anymore. But so. at the beginning of the telecast, he's not even. No one's even paying attention to him. He makes yeah. a couple of putts. They're like, hey, and Jack's having a good round. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he comes charging along. And it's like, whoa, Jack's a, a deal. And he blows the doors off people. The other people that he's uh, Tom Kite and Tom Watson and Seve Ballesteros, uh, just giants at the time. Okay. It was just amazing. But the thing about it was is that he came out of nowhere. And it's kind of a big deal because he's the oldest person ever to win a major. At that time, in 1986? Okay. And it had been 12 years since he had won his last Masters. I was a baby child. He was old, and it was unreal how old he was when he won this. Uh, He was four years younger than I am today. Wow. I was about to say, he was probably 57, (laughs) like last week. No, he was 46. (laughs) And I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. You know, all of my life, I remember it's like, when Jack Nicholas was old, he won this Mm -hmm. tournament. So I'm now watching it. I'm like, He's younger than I am. Yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah. kind of. He's but really it was, younger than me. Though. It was really great. I television. took you like a couple of days to watch it. Well, I think. you know, I I was in the middle of doing this and doing right, that. Right. Right. And, and then you would stop really and watch it. it. No, and stuff I didn't. Like so that, you watched so. it on your phone. Where is that? On YouTube. On YouTube. You, yeah. So I just kind of. Yeah. Sometimes you do that and, with baseball games and stuff like oh, old baseball games. Yeah, I love. But to you're watch. really missing sports right now, so that's part of it. I don't think you're not like a sports addict where you like have it on every Saturday, you have it on every Sunday, you have it on every Thursday night, every Monday night. Like it's got to be on all day. You have to check out all the scores, but. You do enjoy watching games. It is, it is supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. And it's completely not. So, yeah. Well, if there is anything interesting that anybody is watching or thinks yeah. that you and I should watch, they should definitely send us a message, leave a comment, send, send us a text. Like, we're always looking for stuff to watch. So We uh, signed up for the free week of BritBox. Is yes. that what it is? Yeah. And they got us with the free week, and they we are, in for, we are in for another $6.99. But, I'm like, we don't, but it's $6.99, so I'm like, you know what? We watched it for a week, and we found enough shows that we liked. So we're like, you know what? For $6.99, for $7, if we like this for another month, and we're in quarantine for another month, and we have a different variety of short shows to watch, and there's no commercials because it's on Amazon, and we really like things with no commercials. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll stick with it. And I think we'll eventually drop it because we're going to have met, we're going to have watched everything that we're interested in it on there. It does but. include one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Oh, yeah, what's that? It's called Yes Minister. That's true. And it's about 
the... There is a sequel called Yes, Prime Minister. <laughs> right. And it's about a British politician. And yeah. it's fabulous. It's and true. the wordplay that's in there and yeah. the politics it's and stuff sitcom, like that. It's a sitcom, so it's light. Yeah, it's, it's but a it's, it's fun, fun, fun. Yeah. I, I love it. Hey, so why don't we wrap up this little opening here and we will get to something in the word. Let's All do right. that. Sounds good. All right. Okay, Tim. So I want to come to this week where this, well, this part of our podcast, but also in this week and you and I were having a conversation. I want to ask you the question I asked myself, where are you in this week? And when I ask that question, I mean like, where are you in regards to where's your soul? How is your attitude? How are your emotions? How's your headspace? How's your head? How's your to do things? How's your purpose? How, how are you? And then as you think about that, my question to you was, can you find yourself somewhere in scripture? Now, I want to be very careful because I'm always like, the Bible is the word of God. It's not the word of Tim. It's not the word of Susan. But I think as human beings inside the word of God that we find ourselves relating to other people who have lived this life experience who are in the word of God or have been in this or a passage that really speaks to us in a season because God made it and it's living and active and he wrote it. And so it's still applicable. Does this make sense? I hope I wrapped it up in a way that it makes sense. So my question to you this week is where in the word are are you? you? (laughs) (laughs) I literally just made it up. So it it sounds like a very Tim hokey question, but I'm like, (laughs) it sounds like a dad joke question, but I really mean like where, and not just where in the world are you? Because I know we've been sitting at this kitchen bar for like, well, six weeks now and haven't moved a whole lot from here, but where in the word are you? What can you, what, what connects with you in this week? Well, I think that we've talked about it on several different occasions and it's really the same place that I've been and that's just waiting. Now, whether that's wrong or not, uh, waiting. And so when I think about it today, I I think about biblical characters who waited. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think that'd be a good teaching series to do sometimes. Uh, People who who waited and... and It might be a really discouraging (laughs) teaching series because you'd be like, Okay, but seriously, we're in like week three and people are still waiting. Now we're in yeah. week five and like they're still waiting. <laughs> like, um, But I, I think about Joseph. Uh, Which the, one? I think about Joseph in the Old Testament oh. and, and his waiting. That uh, happens think, to be the study that the ladies are doing in Lindsay's Bible study group online. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think about him waiting there, particularly the season of his life when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know... Things twist and turn, and you know he he is sold into slavery in Egypt. But he gets to Egypt, he goes to a person of prominence house. He succeeds. He's given a platform, but because he's falsely accused, basically of sexual assault, uh, then he is imprisoned and he stays in prison. But even in his time in prison, he succeeds in that place to the place where he has influence on at least one person who returns to Pharaoh's court. Right. And he says, listen, I'll help you out. I'll interpret this dream right, for you. Right. Here's the only thing I'm asking for you is when you get to Pharaoh's court, you tell him that I'm here falsely yeah. imprisoned and, and yeah. help me get and out get, of here. And how'd that go for him? Not so well. Not so well. No. Uh, in fact, 
you know, I think that Joseph, you know, probably started straightening up his cell mm-hmm. when when that person left and he started packing his stuff up, mm-hmm. maybe even saying goodbye to some of the other people that he's uh, in prison with. And yet it tells us that seven years go by mm-hmm. uh, before You talk about waiting. Remembered. It wasn't seven days. It wasn't seven weeks. It wasn't seven months. I mean, seven years. Like, we are not after going to live. After already a season yes. in prison, yeah. after already being basically a slave, yeah. after already being sold by his family into captivity, mm-hmm. it's been a bit of a rough right. go right. Uh, right. for Joseph. And so. And really, what he was deserving of, too, if you just right. think of that aspect, like, he was deserving of none of that. I mean, yeah. listen, he was a little prideful with his coat of many colors, and he did say he was the most loved, and like, why did he do all that? We don't know. But so, in this case in particular, yeah. He had rejected the inappropriate advances right. of his boss's wife. Right. And for that, he spends the time in prison. I mean, he yeah. had worked hard yeah. to, to get that right. Yes, and yes. It, it cost him all that. So here he is. He's waiting. He doesn't know how long he's waiting. He doesn't know if there's an end to that waiting. And what does he do? Uh, what he does is he just tries to do what is right. Mm. Uh, he serves in whatever capacity he's in. He... Um, he just does what's right. And I guess there's a challenge, you know, for all of us. I think there's a challenge for me in that whether we like this moment, whether we're feel like we're in pause and suspended mm-hmm. animation, even while we're in this moment, what we're assigned to do is to do what's right, mm-hmm. to do what's best, to serve the people around you, not whine, grumble, and uh, complain. Um, that is easier said than done. Well, I don't think I've complained once in the last six weeks. No, not at all. <laughs> not that we're going to cover on the podcast. <laughs> um, you know, he, he tried to, he was responsible for doing what's right. Um, now, there were things that were coming that he did not know about. Right, right. Now, part of what I was thinking about is that, you know, for him, he was going to be elevated. He was going to be elevated to be released from prison. He was going to be elevated to power. He was mm-hmm. going to become the second mm-hmm. most important person in one of the most powerful empires in the world. He was going to be restored with his brothers. He was going to be able to confront them. He was going to be reunited with his father. And I was thinking, but he just waited and did right, even though he didn't know all of those things. Now, there was a little bit of it that I was thinking about it, though, is when I said he didn't know those things, none of those things were promised to him. He didn't expect any of those things. He didn't see them coming. But then I thought about it. But did he? What do you mean? Well, the dreams. Oh. The dreams. What what did he do with those dreams? Mm. Um, What did he do with those dreams as a child of his family bowing down to him? And certainly that hadn't happened yet and his being raised to prominence. But I would think that he probably could have thought... Like, he had those dreams, but then his life was supposed to be ended, and his brothers took over control. And so, like, maybe the dreams weren't going to come true because of things that his brothers did. You know what I mean? I don't know that he was... I don't, I don't know if he was still holding yeah, on to that I, truth. I think when I first... You he know, just thought it, it was probably going to happen in this natural way of yeah. life where he was. But I, I think that I wanted to say Joseph is there waiting, but I think the more I thought about it, uh-huh. I do think that he lives with this conviction and that's part of how he waits is he knows that God has more in his life. Yeah. Um, now, that does not necessarily mean that as soon as the quarantine is over, you're going to be elevated to the second most powerful yes. person in, in the that's world. That's my plan. I'm going to be the second most powerful but person in this house. What it does say 
is that what it does say is that God's plans for you are not going to be thwarted by the quarantine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what he had planned to do in your life, he still plans to do in your life. And just like the brothers did not cut off what God wanted to do in Joseph's life, so what God wants to do in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just talking about what's happening with the school year and mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and how they're going to do testing next year to figure out where you were. And man, you got to know that there's a lot of families, there's a lot of students mm-hmm. that oh, there's been a lot of plans that have just been thrown into right, the right. air. Uh, but I want you to know that what God planned in your life is not going to be disturbed well, by this. And especially with Joseph, like if he hadn't gone to the pit and then if he hadn't been sold and if he hadn't gone into Pharaoh's, you know, as a slave there, that is exactly what God used to put him in the position that he yeah. was. I mean, it's just, it's a crazy story. It's crazy. I think at least one preacher tra- has said it's from the pit to the palace. Oh, there you go. I'm sure it sounds like you. No, I don't no. know if you've ever said that, but you're right. So no, that's really good. It's, it's really, um, I guess I feel a little bit of conviction and dis- despair. No, I don't want to say despair, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Discouragement, I guess, and where I am. Because when I stop and think like, okay, where in the word am I? And I was thinking about, it straight, took me straight to the Psalms because Psalms are so expressive of our feelings and our emotions and the places that we are. And I was thinking about the Psalm that David wrote after he left and ran away from Gath and he went into the caves of... Agilam? How would you say that? Agilam? Agilam? Adullam? (laughs) A-D-U-L-L-A-M. I know that's what it is. And there he wrote, um, as far as we know and have recorded that he wrote Psalm 13, which is what I have. um, Psalm 13. And he he says, it's very short, but I'm going to read all of it. For uh, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes. Otherwise, I will sleep in death. Now, that's nothing. I'm not going to go to sleep in death. I'm not saying I'm at that despairing place. But just that, I love that. Consider me and answer me, O Lord. Restore brightness to my eyes. Otherwise, I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have triumphed over him. And my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. And then, of course, it turns. <laughs> it's so right. often that David doesn't leave it there. He turns the psalm. And in verse 5, it says, but I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance as if he knows it's coming. It's going to happen. There will be deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. Now, I'm going to say I'm probably more in verses 1 through 4 right now. And that doesn't mean I'm at this despairing place. I'm not. But some of my frustrations that I have is like, um, it's just getting old. It's just getting old now. And I guess I feel that in this week. I think we talked about that at some point, whether it was in last week's podcast or when we turned, maybe it was something that we did on Facebook Live with church. But I feel like this turning this corner into things are getting old. It's it's getting, it's not fresh. Social media, where... Again, listened to two or three podcasts ago and it was like, oh man, the memes are so funny. I think that was one of my strongs was like the funny memes that people are generating and social media is keeping us all connected and um, really great things. And it was keeping us all feeling like we're doing this together. And I feel like social media has made a turn in the past couple of days where it is, I, you can get to that place where you feel really um, inferior. It begins to give you kind of a complex of like, I'm not doing all those things. I have yet to clean out the closet, which was the number one thing that we were going to get done. And it's been 
four weeks that we've been doing this now. Four weeks and we haven't cleaned the closet. Now I am yes, still waiting. the closet waiting. is not in the same condition it was when this started. No, it's a wreck. It's an absolute wreck now because... So it has not stayed the same. <laughs> no, it has We not. said we were going to change that closet. We are, but I think also I just keep throwing stuff in there because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to clean the closet and I just throw it. I don't worry about where it goes. Now, also I'm waiting for a really rainy or incredibly hot day and we've had beautiful weather that we don't want to sit inside and go in that closet and have to deal with. So... We haven't dealt with the closet, but I feel like I still haven't taken care of my closet. People were asking and saying like, what new meals are you cooking? Like come up with creative things of like, what are you making do? I think my aunt had posted that question just this morning of like, have you made a meal or something that you've never done before? And I'm like, no, I haven't done any of that. You know, people are sewing masks, which is fantastic. But I'm like, I can't sew. I don't have fabric. I can't do any of this. Like I can't, I don't know. There's just so many things that I begin to feel insecure about in myself and feel like, what am I adding to the world right now? And it just kind of takes you to this place of like, how long is this going to last? How long is this going to go on? So I, I say that in reference to social media was doing really great things for my soul to begin with. And I feel like now it's like time to step back a little and walk away a little bit because people are getting divisive as well about opinions and like, I, nobody wants to do this anymore. So it becomes not as nice, friendly of a place either. And that's kind of what was happening. And I feel like for me, I feel like not that, not as bad as David in that cave, but what he's saying is like, I want this brightness back in my eyes. I want this purpose. Okay, Lord, when are you going to come and hear me and rescue me? And I mean, hear us and rescue us, not me. But, but as you read that, yeah, I listened to it. I'm like, there is no reason why these words wouldn't be a similar prayer to what Joseph prayed in those days True. as well. True. Because both David and Joseph, I believe, had in their heart the promise of something that God was going to do in their lives. Yes. And they were discouraged by the interruption and the hardship that they were facing in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And both David and Joseph were committed to doing what was right. We know that David felt this emotionally because he writes it out for us. There's nothing in this to say that, boy, Joseph, he did write and he hung in there and he was waiting. There's nothing that says that he didn't pray a version of this yes, prayer all the way somewhere over those seven I, years that I would have a very was, difficult yeah. time. Yes, yeah. Because I, I don't I don't think that Joseph was a robot. He was right. a real person with real feelings. There's no way right. that he didn't pray some yeah. version of this. And, and I would say, like, for me, I pray some version of that. Again, um, I have to be really careful because comparison, I can say, like, but, you know, there are so many people that have it harder than we do. They're either still having to go to work and they're still having to homeschool their kids and they're still having to financially really strain to make ends meet right now and we're not doing those things and then I feel really bad for complaining and being like I'm tired of this but the reality is we don't compare our situations like what what is difficult or challenging for somebody is difficult and challenging for them you know we don't take away from that um but I guess when I read this I also think I wasn't in the situation that David was in I wasn't in the situation that Joseph was in you know, and then I feel bad for feeling this. And, and I'm still, and I, I guess part of my point that I really want to point to is the social media, but that world of comparison, it's such a hard, I think that's where I've been the last couple of days. So that's just speaking in an honest place of like, where am I at? And like, well, I'm not doing things like those people are. And I, maybe I did this differently than they did. And look at how much they're getting done and everything. And I don't know that David or Joseph had that because they were pretty much alone in the places where they were I mean David was in the caves completely alone and Joseph was in the jail and he wasn't having a ton but he might have thought about the guy who went up the baker was he a baker 
There's the the baker and the the the, the butcher, the baker, paste. and the candlestick maker, and the poem. There was the, the wine guy and the baker, and I'm trying to think. The, oh, okay. The birds come and eat the bread, so I think it's the cup bearer. Oh, the cup bearer. Okay. Goes yeah, back. yeah. So I mean, he did have some people, but I but think you don't for think, myself, you don't think Joseph wondered what his no good rotten brothers were doing and how successful oh, they true, were being. True. True. Like um, what's going on outside these walls? Like, I bet what you they they're doing. Do? Yeah. Yeah. You know all that. Yeah. So, but I guess just coming to it to kind of, to kind of wrap it up and give it like, put a bow on it, but, but also to make it real that it's okay to be in different places. It's okay. For you said you're waiting and I think you wait with some expectation. Tomorrow you might waiting, you might be waiting with more discouragement. Tomorrow I might be waiting with great hopes and great expectations. And, you know, I think it changes day by day, but it's okay where you are and it's okay where I am. And that comparison yeah. Is so hard on a soul. That's what, yeah. It, it is, you know, just to be transparent, pastors yeah. deal with comparison. Uh, I know of at least one that does. That, mm-hmm. that would be me. <laughs> and yeah. so, even on a regular ministry life, we want to do what we're called to do. We want to serve our church. We want to do our best. Mm-hmm. But there's always this little sense of looking over our shoulder and seeing what some other church is doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's church members that come and tell us, well, you know, such and such a church <laughs> is doing such and so. Why yeah. don't we do or I listened such to so and so preach yeah. this morning and he was really good. But, but even <laughs> if they didn't do that, we have enough of that oh, inside yeah. of oh, ourselves yeah. that we do that. And so, that's just on a regular time but now in this season of really trying to figure out how we're going to do church in a shutdown season you know there's also that environment as well mm-hmm. and um yeah the, if you're not careful mm-hmm. uh as you compare yourself to other people it mm-hmm. really can eat away it does soul. that's and i think that's what and that's what i guess part of the podcast i'm trying to be transparent in this and just saying that's where i have been in the past couple of days with this and just to encourage those who are there that go to the word. I guess that's where really I came from. Like where in the word are you? And that's where I am. But like I have to look past those first four verses and not just stay in that place, but to actually read verse five and six in chapter in Psalm 13. But I have trusted in your faithful love and my heart will rejoice in your deliverance because I know there's deliverance to come in this situation. I know there is deliverance and I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. So I have to say, where am I in this word and where can I open my eyes and look around and see that he's treated me generously? I get to go do a Walmart pickup tomorrow. I don't have white donuts in there, but we're going to have all this food and we're going to eat and it's going to be great, you know? I think it's interesting as you look at verse 5 and 6 in Psalm 13. Yeah. Is, I want you to look at the verb tenses. Verse 5 says, I have trusted in your steadfast love. I will rejoice or I shall rejoice mm-hmm. in your salvation. He says, And I will sing. He says, this is what I know about the past. Yeah. And this is what I know about the future. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I'm still not real happy yeah. about the present. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> like, ex- no, exactly. Like, That's exactly right. I know exactly in the past right. it's yes. been good. Yes. And I know it's going to be good in the yep. future. Yeah. But even as he... he picks up steam there and, and turns it around in the last two verses, even there... He's, he's not saying, he's not saying my heart is rejoicing and I am singing. He's like, my heart will rejoice and I will sing, but I, he may not be doing it in that moment right now. Yeah. But whether you're Joseph or whatever, again, to go back to just point, because what I want to do is point our listeners back to like, find where you are in the word. And that doesn't mean like, oh, that's me. That's me in the season. But like, God is going to speak to you in the word. And so when I read this, I'm like, 
I connect with that song. Yes, that's where I am today. Yeah, be encouraged. You're not, the, you're not the first no, person to walk down this road. No, no. And again, I will say it again. Tomorrow, I might be where you are, and I'm waiting expectantly, and I'm waiting with great hopes, and I'm waiting, waiting with my eyes brightened, and I'm like just waiting. Like, okay, this is what's going to happen, but this is a good day. And you might be waiting discouraged. And a listener here might be like, well, I'm waiting, and like this has been really fantastic. And you know what? Tomorrow might be disastrous, but the truth of who God is and him there present that we will rejoice and we he will deliver and that's you know the same truth so can i tell you a cool story i want to hear a story (laughs) (laughs) i know you've had a story so i want to hear a story (laughs) here's a cool story part of what we did today is that we um, being who a couple of pastors at church okay today we we had lunch together and we kind of were thinking about it and it and it just kind of over the last few days it came to the place inside of me that, okay, we need to start thinking specifically mm-hmm. about when we come back, mm-hmm. what is that going to look like? Don't know when that is. Right. Don't necessarily know if we're on the verge or not on the verge. Right. I'm not smart right. enough to know that uh, kind of stuff. But let's start thinking about what we're supposed to do when that time comes. And right. of course, there's this huge discussion and debate and, you know, how are we going to be different? Are we going to open up fully? Are we going to open up in parts? Are we still going to have a size limitation? Are people going to be interested in coming to church? Mm-hmm. Are people going to be more interested? Are they going to be less? I don't know the answer to any right, of those things. Right, right. But, but I began to just kind of work through, and, and I think that the, the Lord was working through me. Uh, here are some things that we're supposed to do, and I was working on that list. And one of the things is that we have to get our church people ready for the return. Now, yes. that's not that big of a statement, but what I mean by that is that right now, most of what's happening in church is being done by staff Yeah, because yeah. we're the ones who are there. That's no one right. else is really allowed to be no, there. No, that's right. But that's when right. it comes time to come back, mm-hmm. we've got to make this a whole church-wide experience. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure out yeah. how to get the our church people... The church being the church and the body being and the say, body. This yes. is us yeah. again. This is yeah. not just under 10 people in a room, right. but this is the whole church. Right. So we because working... people are super excited about coming back to church, yeah. but to have that, not just going to church and being together, but to be the church and, yeah. to, and to be the So a couple of things, yeah. we know what we're going to do. We're going to do, uh, we're going to prayer walk our building. Oh, okay. Um, so any listeners who's listening, they're like getting a little preview of what's happening in your soul bit. and what's happening in staff meetings. <laughs> all right, all well, right, listen but up. But we're going <laughs> we're gonna to open up the building uh, you know, from seven to whatever time and you can come and you can just kind of pray over the building and go pray over the seats in yeah. the sanctuary. And we're not just going to regather, but we're going to rededicate. We're, we're going to bring back the church. And then one of the things I was thinking about, oh man, you know what we ought to do hmm. is that we ought to anoint every single room in the church. Like Sunday and school rooms, preschool rooms, We're going to invite rooms, Sunday school classrooms, okay. Sunday school classes to come set a time where their class comes. Okay. And they anoint that room with, with oil. And mm-hmm, maybe they anoint mm-hmm. the seats. They mm-hmm, anoint the mm-hmm. door frame uh, with oil. And they come and they pray over their classroom. And then the choir is going to pray over the choir mm-hmm, loft. And mm-hmm. the praise team is going to pray over the platform. And we're mm-hmm. going to have people pray over the... The sanctuary, we're yeah, going to anoint yeah. every one of these places. Man, I, the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is absolutely, oh, I'm so excited yeah, about yeah. this thing. And then as I was sharing it with, with Michael and with Brian, I suddenly realized that the first thing that got canceled oh, yeah. at our church was a senior adult Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lunch, the lunch, yeah. Dinner, banquet. The tour of Italy, the go to Italy theme. And in preparation yeah. for that, yeah. 
they had decorated. It was so beautifully decorated. Yes, it was. It yeah. was so yeah. beautifully set up. Posted those pictures. We, it was. They decorated all day yes. Friday, yeah. and then Friday afternoon we pulled the plug on it uh-huh. because. You know, senior adults were not supposed yeah, to be gathering. Yeah, not gathering really in groups hard of 75 people. they had done such a beautiful job yeah. preparing yeah. it. And one of the things that they had done is that they had placed, at I think at every single seat or every two yeah. seats, these little bottles I, yeah. of olive oil. Yeah. I'm like, they Lindsay had worked really hard at saving all those bottles for weeks and months and washing them all and everything. Yeah, she'd put a lot of work into that. She went to Cracker Barrel and got the little... The syrup bottles. And asked them to give those to her. And so they kept collecting them for her. So like she got all of... And washed them all out and then filled them with olive oil. Yes. So then I realized what I want to do is I want to anoint every room in the church. Mm -hmm. And then I suddenly realized we've got this basket. Mm. From the moment we shut down. Yeah. Of this olive oil. Yeah, yeah. And it's as though God had set that aside and said, I'm putting in place today mm-hmm. what you're going to need for when you open this place mm-hmm. back up. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is wasted. You know, there's and nothing said, is I've, wasted. I've got it. Is I, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. As far as you know, this is stuff has been... been yeah. I walk by that basket. Well, no wonder every- you picked Joseph as your... <laughs> As where you are in the word today, because I'm like all the things that they were preparing for God was preparing for Joseph and then for him to come out of that prison and be in the situation he's in. So, so I walk by that basket yes. all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, huh, what are we gonna do with that stuff? <laughs> and so even as I'm preparing you this thing. You just know thing, it's gotta be used. It can't even as I'm forever. preparing this thing, it's like, oh, we're gonna anoint it with oil. It wasn't until like two hours later. Yeah. I'm like, we already have the oil. So did you tell it's, Michael and Brian that? Were yes, they like, what? Yeah. You're right. It's a whole thing. So that's I'm right. pretty excited about no, that. No, that's pretty good. Um, that's good. And that, you see God said preparation. The last thing. You, the last thing is going to be the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty strong. That's really strong. Hey, oh, you could have used that as your strong. But it's a little bit long story. It was a little bit of a strong. long story. That's it. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Wrongs and Strongs. Okay, wrongs and strongs. Here's the thing. I try to think of wrongs, and I'm like, you know what? I cannot overwhelmingly think of one thing that I want to point out as especially that I found wrong in this week because, again, I just see a lot of wrong right now. So that's just my my glasses that I'm wearing are the wrong glasses. So that's just where I've been. So I'm like, I just don't want to talk about it. The danger is if we we push the wrong button. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. So I don't really have a specific wrong. So my strong is very small (laughs) my strong is that um christina brought us two buckets of trader joe's peanut butter cups and i have to declare trader joe's peanut butter cups are the best peanut butter cups and christina's the best person to bring them to us (laughs) because she brings two buckets she brings one for me and one for you because you like to eat them from the refrigerator and I don't like them cold. I want them room temperature where they melt and they're nice and creamy and gooey in the mouth and you eat them and they're really good. So we have one in the pantry and one in the fridge. When yours run out, you're not touching mine. They're yeah, protected. I don't think that this is really such a great program because it becomes, I could usually... Program? Uh, what? A, a, 
I don't think this is a great situation oh, okay. because I used to be able to hide that I I ate more of them than you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although today, I don't know. I might have eaten more than you did. They're really good. They're so good. So it's definitely my strong. They're very good. We don't have a Trader Joe's around here, so she brings them from Baton Rouge when she comes over. And she's had them for, like, weeks, but we haven't seen her. And so... Have you ever been in a Trader Joe's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a Trader I've been in a Trader Joe's twice because when I went to Baton Rouge, I'm the first one who ever brought them into our house because I was like, well, let's try these. I've heard good things about them. I think Lisa Way had told me about them. I've she never told been me in a some Trader of the Joe's. frozen things that are really good and the peanut butter cups. I think she's the one that told me that. Yes, I think so. And um, I brought them into the house for the first time and then it was like, okay, these are really good. And then I happened to tell Christina and she was like, I'll pick you up some. And I think, okay. And now she knows us so well that she's like, I'm going to pick up two buckets. So that's really strong. So okay. my strong is peanut butter cups and Christina bringing peanut butter cups. It's all good. So okay. what you got? I just gave both of mine because I didn't have one. All right. <laughs> uh, my wrong is a little silly, okay. but I filled up my last notebook. Every, I've had a couple of different little journal notebooks, and some people have given me one. I had one that had our church logo on it that I really, really liked and used that for a long time, but I filled it up. It's done. Yeah. It's over, so I needed a new Did one. Do we have another one of those? No, we're out. Oh, we're all gone. Okay, okay. So I really would like to yeah, have kept the stash. Yeah, because I'm like, that would have been nice. It was a yeah. really nice notebook. But every once in a while, I, I don't understand why it is. Every once in a while, I go by and I see the shelf that's got the moleskin journals yeah, on Yeah, Adam there. likes those. I've never had a moleskin journal before. Yeah. I don't understand what the deal is. It's a notebook. It's a notepad. It's a journal. It's just it's a thing. It's like a marble journal, but a fancy cover. Yes. Okay. So I'm like, instead I don't of know. 98 cents, instead of 88 cents at so Walmart. On the one hand, <laughs> I'm like, how ridiculous. And yet I keep going by. I'm like, maybe I'll get one of these. Mm-hmm. So I may have just bought one okay. today. So I opened it up. And the thing about it is, is that it is so full of itself uh you open it up and it says on the inside in case of loss please return to it it's got my name and my address and then it's got a spot on the inside that i can identify what the cash reward is if they send it to me wow there's also a little tab i think that's not really about the journal as much as they think that you think that you're all that that anything you write down in there is going to be worth these are brilliant people Mm. only brilliant people use a moleskin oh so now you're one of those brilliant people but i honestly so far not so much that's not great because again 88 cents for marble journal i bet you did not pay 88 (laughs) cents for that book right there and so then the little tab on the outside has this thing that has a little world map and it says this notebook has been to it's like my notebook has got its own passport it Um, sounds like like kids would do in school do you know what i mean like where has your backpack been or when they do those little like cut out charlie guys and he flies he goes all over the nation well this one's also got a picture of means of transportation have i used my this is dr seuss have i used it with a bike have i used it with a motorcycle have i I walked it on a train and a bus and a boat no hot air i don't yeah. So I hope it is, is all really, worth that joy that you paid so for. So I think that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I think so. However, yeah, it does write really nice. Really, like the paper is <laughs> that much better inside? I of don't it? know what it is. It writes really nice. Mm. I think it's really full of itself and yeah. silly, but it. Writes I do know really Adam nice. likes them. He has so. a, he's had a couple of them. So uh, that's it. My strong is uh, really really small. So the um, wrong is that it's really an arrogant little notebook that. 
It's a double wrong okay. because the notebook is wrong because it's really full and of And you're stuff. wrong for having bought it. And I'm wrong because I may really like okay. it. Okay. Okay. So what's your strong? <laughs> strong is very simple uh, because we're living on quarantine time and things are not quite as full. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a chance to uh, run a little bit extra uh, to do some running and to leave our neighborhood. Our neighborhood when I run is just the smallest neighborhood mm-hmm. before I have to get into traffic. We live on a cul-de-sac. It's and there's the a circle next door, but it's very small. It's yeah. the most boring place to run. But because yeah. I don't have to go into the office right away, I, I drive across town to the mm-hmm. university and I get to drive around, run around campus. And, mm-hmm. and I've really liked that. And it's been good. Good. That is strong. See, that's a positive thing uh, to find in these days. But tomorrow, I'm going to take my journal with me oh, so goodness. that I can write down yeah. that I took it so running with say, me. you can say, yep, yep, that journal. So, all right. Thanks for joining us this week. We will be back next week. Maybe... We'll have new things to talk about that aren't about stay at home or COVID-19 or new policies and procedures or no. It'll be the same thing next week, but we'll have new topics. 